Hey there, my name is Michael Martinez, and you are listening to The 20s Podcast. In this episode of The 20s Podcast, I sit down with my friends Alexis and Blair Gomez. We have a great conversation about them falling in love, their relationship, how they found their identity while dating each other and then getting married and having a kid. It's really fun. It's really sweet. It's really packed with some great information and life lessons from two people in their 20s who dated, got married, had a kid, and are making it work. So, hope you enjoy. Alexis and Blair Gomez. What's up? <laughs> Welcome to the 20s podcast. How Thanks are you doing today? It's it's good to be here, actually. Good. Well, we're in your home. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. so welcome to our so home. Yes. Welcome, welcome to our home. Hey, so on behalf podcast. of you, welcome to your own home. <laughs> to me. <laughs> le, le, I think we would have to welcome ourselves. Yes. So okay. Blair... So, Welcome, welcome to our home. Lex, welcome to our welcome. home. Welcome. And audience, to you too, welcome <laughs> to the home of the 20s podcast. Yes, and also the home of the Gomez's. Yes. So with that being said, thank you so much for doing this. We're going to talk about your relationship and being in your 20s and how it all developed and how you fell in love oh, with man. each other. It's oh, going to be sweet. But before we jump too much ahead, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? So I'll start with... Lex, sure. introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you like? I'm Lex. A little quick bio. What's it. your age? Um, sure. Uh, my name is Alexis. I am 26. Actually, just turned 26 in January. <laughs> before you, I'm gonna I'm gonna include this. Before you started uh, talking, we we're te- checking the mic levels and stuff like that, and it really hit me that like I'm six years into my 20s. Like I'm past the hump. Yeah. Like it's next year. You go from mid 20s to late 20s. To late 20s. Like, that's weird for me. It's not super weird. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess Blair will explain that later. <laughs> Blair will explain it later. Um, uh, but a little bit about myself. Um, shoot. I, I don't know. I just... I love I love where I'm at. I love, I love what I'm doing. And, which is? Which, oh, I recently got hired as a music instructor. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. It's a lot of fun watching uh, watching kids learn how to play instruments and, and do stuff like that. It's... it's it's really rewarding. I didn't think that there was anything like that out there for me. Cool. So I'm really glad that I found something like that. Uh, but other than that, I don't know. I don't know how to describe well, you myself. You love being a husband? I, yeah, for the most part. Okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I do. I you do. can't see this audience, but Blair just gave Alexis <laughs> yeah. the death eyes. Yeah, no, I'm really glad because I, I think they would not be encouraged to continue watching after that stare. <laughs> it's um, great. But yes, I've been married now for, what is it, three years? Yes. Wowza. Wow, man. Already. <laughs> starting this episode six feet under. Yeah. You can't see this, but Blair just gave Alexis another dialogue because can, he forgot. I can totally see years. him asking you to stay after the podcast just in yeah. case I do something. <laughs> I love it. We're getting a raw and real look into the relationship. <laughs> okay, that's great. And Blair, why don't you introduce yourself? Okay. Hi, I'm Blair. I am 28 in my late 20s, as Mike likes to say. Yeah, you got to tell me how that's like. I will later. <laughs> um, I grew up in Texas and then I moved to New Jersey and I've been in Miami now for 10 years. I went to the University of Miami. Go Canes. All day. And now I um, work as a reservation supervisor for a cruise line, which hasn't been the best this past year, but 
it, did something happen at. this year that would impact cruises? <laughs> I have no idea. Something, no. something like the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, just a little thing. <laughs> yeah, but hopefully we'll be cruising by the fall, which would be nice. Nice. And yay, that's pretty much all about me. Awesome. Well, thank you for introducing yourselves. And one of the reasons I wanted to have you two specifically on the podcast is because you have a little bit of a unique journey. You both grew up in different areas of the country, and you met, and you fell in love, and you made it work. And as we were talking about right before we started recording, from the time that you dated, engaged, married, that's been your entire 20s. Right. So this relationship has really defined who you are and defined and matured you and grown you into the people you are today, and that's a lot of people's stories. And we were talking also about how the 20s everyone's in a different season. I mean, you could have a 25-year-old and he's living with his parents, a 25-year-old who just graduated college, a 25-year-old who just got married, a 25-year-old who hasn't been in a relationship for 10 years. I mean, you can have all of those kinds of things. It's a big range. So it's crazy. It's it's crazy the big range. So your story is you've been in a relationship all of your 20s. That Mm -hmm. relationship ended in marriage and now a beautiful baby boy is in the mix (laughs) as well and your parents... So that's awesome. So let's back up and let's talk about before you guys started dating, before you guys started liking each other, where were you at in your life? I'll start with you, Blair, because you said you were 20. So where were you at in your life right before you met Lex? Okay, so so I was 20 years old when I met Alexis. I met him at our local church. And at the time, I was a sophomore in college at the University of Miami. I wasn't dating at all in college. I wasn't looking at anybody, really. (laughs) In fact, when I saw Alexis for the first time, I tried my best not to look his way. (laughs) Um, I was trying to figure out if Miami was going to be a full-time place for me. and Because at the time, it was just where I went to college. I still, quote, lived in New Jersey, even Mm. though I was here in Miami. So I think I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do after college at that time. Awesome. And Lex, where were you when you first met Blair? Uh, so I was pre-20, 19. Uh, I think I had just gotten a full-time job. I was doing valet over at South Miami Hospital. Nice. Yeah, man. Uh, a lot of a lot of fun times there. Uh, but like Blair said, we met at, at our church, and I knew that from the moment I saw her, not even like when we locked eyes or anything like that, from the moment I saw her, I was like, oh, she's different. She's like this is this is different and. Uh, but that's all you could say yeah. because. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to get into this. I was kind of in another relationship. <laughs> now everyone knows why I was looking the other way when I first <laughs> I met Alexis. Yeah, but that's not too big of an excuse. Um, uh, but yes, I kind of. It wasn't a relationship. I was talking to yeah, It was a fling. Was yeah, a fling. you were in a little fling. I was in a little fling. But it wasn't like it was serious. Correct. Or, yeah. It was definitely not serious. <laughs> um, uh, because I saw Blair, I was like, oh, we got to end this thing. Or we. I have to end this thing quick. Because I couldn't let her get away. Mm. Well, that's very sweet to hear. I still made him chase me for a year. <laughs> yeah. We and, can get we can get more into that. Yeah, of course. And that's what I want to ask is about the chasing process. I like that word. <laughs> and also that first initial attraction to the other person. You know, there's people on here who are single, who are dating, who are married. But talking to the single people for a little bit, what was it in Alexis Blair that drew you to him? 
<laughs> Not much, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually a lot. So when I first met him, it was in one of our friend's offices. He was sitting down, so I had no idea how tall he was or anything like that. All I had to go on was what he looked like and what he was saying. And he was playing the guitar, which I, of course, thought was really mm. cool. Because in my past relationships, all I had dated were athletes because that was usually the people that I was surrounded by. So I thought it was really cool right off the bat that he was playing the guitar. And then I felt a little uncomfortable thinking that he was attractive because I knew who he was. I knew that he, I knew how old he was, which was two years younger than me. Actually, when we met, he was a senior in high school still. Mm. And I knew who his parents were, and then I kind of related that to what my background was, and I just didn't think that it was going to be a great idea. So the whole, where I made him chase me for a year, I really made him chase me. I, <laughs> at one point, he had my number, and I had his, and I deleted it. Like, I really tried my best to stay away. Um, it all obviously didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so you were a little more reserved at the beginning, but you saw him playing the guitar and you mm -hmm. thought, oh, maybe, but there's a little bit of, you know, two years is nothing, but there's a little bit of an age difference, a little bit of a life well, difference. Before, before 20, two years is a big, is a big that's deal. That's true. Right. The it's fact that he was deal, in high you know? school and that's I true. was in college, that was what was hard for yeah. me. Yeah. It's the like, different ugh. stage of life more so than even yeah. just the number. The and even that, I was helping with the youth team so yeah. technically he was a youth and i was yeah. a leader it, was it just right felt there. yeah so weird. it just wasn't the right time right but you know it became the right time eventually and this is the story of how alexis gomez turned a no into a yes that's that's <laughs> what i was going to next perfect transition go for it so um uh yeah there i was sitting on the floor playing guitar like a like a rock star because okay? i am a rock star like john mayer himself I, yeah um i actually taught john mayer back when he was in college uh, we won't get into that though. That's not part of the. the that's not part of my twenties. Uh, in all seriousness, I was just sitting there, you know, just messing around because there was nothing else to do. We we're waiting for the service to start. Uh, <laughs> Blair's telling me to tell you the story of how I got her number. We'll get to that. Um, but but I saw her and it was you know, I wouldn't say love at first sight. It was it was just like whoa, and and I, and just reiterating what I've already said. It was different. Um, and so I did my best to pursue what the idea of getting to know this girl, who she is, what her name was, like what, why, what, how did she come, how did she come to Metro and stuff like that. I don't even, I can't even remember exactly how it started, but it, it was just a simple conversation. I think it literally started with, hi, how are you? My name is Alexis. Nice meeting you. Uh, she she was really close. Go ahead and interrupt. We were actually stealing Oreos from a friend. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> he came right. into the office, and, and I, I had just taken an Oreo out of the bag, and he caught me. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, please don't tell. Please, just, I just want an Oreo. So then we both took Oreos from this person, and he was making me laugh, and we thought we were going to get in trouble, and it just... It was just kind of like a funny moment for us. And we nice. Were like, okay, cool. We both stole Oreos from a friend. Sorry to the friend. In in the church, we stole church Oreos. So. Love that first theft. Yeah. Yes, it's true. It's true. We have since uh, declared, uh, not declared, asked for forgiveness. Good. Of our sins. I'm glad you paid and your penance. Yeah, we've we also have, we have. said sorry to the friend. Yeah. And stolen more Oreos since then. I am sure. And yes. I'm pretty sure we've gotten him Oreos. Before, so. <laughs> so De all, all debts have been. Revealed. It all balances out. But you saw each other, you had that moment, you had that courting, and I like what you said. It's It started with just a simple conversation. 
And what's great is how you were describing it is it wasn't like there was this big aha moment. It was a natural progression is what it sounds like. It was a conversation. It was a friendship. And then eventually it turned into a date. Into into a date. So how did that happen? So Alexis. Oh, you're going to tell it. Oh, I'm so going to tell this part. There's two sides. There's two sides to the story. There's my side and then your side. Yeah. Which is the the real side. The correct side. (laughs) Go ahead. You can go first. So about six months after I had met Alexis, in those six months, I could tell that he was always trying to be a part of my conversations, but Mm. I was strategically trying to get away from these conversations. (laughs) I Again, I I didn't think that the relationship would work, so I didn't want to give him any uh, any ideas. (laughs) So six months later, I get a text message from an unknown number saying, hey... My mom gave me your phone number. No. Wait. No. Hold on. Hold no. on. Hold on. Because I protested this. I want I want it on record that I protested this happening. Go ahead. Finish. You can't stop there. It makes me look I, I wasn't. You, you stopped me. Okay. My mom gave me your no, phone no. number is where my we My mother off. gave yes. Right, right. Alexis's mom gave yes. him my phone number. The reason why she had it was... His family was moving and I had a piece of furniture that I wanted to give to their family. It was brand new furniture I did not need. So she texted me the day before saying that she was going to come over and pick up this piece of furniture. The next day I get a text from an unknown number saying, hey, my mom gave me your phone number. I'm here with my brother to pick up this piece of furniture. And I freaked out because I knew exactly who it was even without him telling me who it was. So I was like, Oh my gosh, he's coming over to my house. I lived alone at the time. I do not normally host people at my house ever. I'm honestly, even now, we only host people because he invites them. So <laughs> I'm the social one. I panicked. I started cleaning my whole house. I had just moved in, I had boxes everywhere. And so I was like, oh my gosh, he's coming over. Why does he have my number? Like, I freaked out. And then he came over with his brother. His brother was not really that helpful no, back then. No. <laughs> so it was just the two of us he carrying went, this large piece of furniture. He went the chivalrous route, and he held all the doors open for, for <laughs> The elevator doors. For but Blair. it's foreshadowing. You guys are moving furniture together, <laughs> and all of a sudden, yes. years later, you'd be moving, moving furniture into a into, home. Into I like it. I like the foreshadowing so, yeah, a here. Lot of, a lot of foreshadowing. Yeah, and then the second he left, I could see from my balcony the car leave. I went to my phone and I deleted the phone number because I did not want to like late nights or a lonely night or like just to see what's up. I didn't want to be that person. Once you get three wise, you're you're in the danger zone. And even and and iPhones are tricky. Even if you delete the number, they're still in your text messages. So I deleted our text messages. (laughs) I deleted any record of this phone number so that I would never text him, and I didn't. And then. The continuation of him trying to be a part of my conversations and me kind of mm-hmm. not letting him. And then it was my birthday, 12.01 a.m. I get a text message from an unknown number. Oh, like right when your birthday starts. He was actually the first person. Yeah. Nice. I was awake studying for finals and I was actually mad that my two other friends had not texted me. But at 12.01, I got a text from an unknown number and it was a poem. Oh. <gasps> Do you know the poem still? Uh, no, I have, we have it though. Oh my gosh, do you have it? Yeah, we'll we'll we'll. Okay, uh, while Blair looks for it, I'll I'll give my version of all, all that. So the whole mattress ordeal, I was against giving, like, getting the number like that. I was such a cop out. That was such a cop out. Uh, I don't recommend 
for any any single guy or girl looking to get uh, looking to get into a relationship to get a phone number this way. Don't recommend it, but listen, your mom, <laughs> yeah. all time in she the wing in woman category. She clutch, I mean, that okay? is like Hall of Fame wing woman level. <laughs> for real, no, she definitely needs to be there. Sorry, I will say it was definitely a very high moment that his mom gave him my phone number because a lot of my thinking process of why not to date him was I didn't think his parents would approve of me as his girlfriend. Mm. And to, so I to took explain, it as a To explain that a little plus. better, my parents are the associate pastors at, at Metro Life Church. So for someone coming from another state, from somewhere not even local, yeah. to, to a church, even though she had been going to church all her life, uh, not to the same degree that I was raised in, where it was church every Saturday, mm-hmm. every Sunday, every Wednesday, services and then on top of that my dad being on staff there it, it almost from an outside view looking in so not my perspective it puts scary. it's scary it puts me at a yeah, higher it's a little higher, intimidating because right. you're a part of this community in a church right. and this person has been there in alexis for a long time and his parents are very involved and you're having i'm sure all the similar thoughts that those people have yeah okay like you know what if they don't like me right. or what if it i tried this and it doesn't work out and then i've ruined a relationship and my church relationships and that's kind of awkward do i have to leave the church if this ends badly do yeah you, so like all those are thoughts. they going there's to a, accept my past yeah you know mm-hmm. there's a lot of factors in there so now knowing all that it, it makes sense that that Blair almost didn't want anything to do with me. Yeah, she wanted to be a little reserved. Yeah, even though even though that's not what she wanted, it was the safer route. Yeah. which And in I, that safer route, it worked out because it allowed you guys, I think, to get to know each other in a really a different way and in a friendship level, and that really made your relationship into what it is. Yeah. So Blair found the poem, so we're going to cut to oh, the yeah. poem now. Um, are you going to read it or I'm going to read it? I think it's funny if I read it. Okay. Yeah, it's cuter. <laughs> this is December 17th. 19 years old. I, I want to clarify that. <laughs> and I, I also want to preface that uh, uh, this poem was actually my dad's idea. Okay. <laughs> it was my dad's idea. And the only reason I went with it was because I really thought that I had no chance. So I figured I have nothing to lose. Might as well go in, all in, everything I got. And if... if she likes it, then I'm in. If she doesn't, whatever. At least I tried. <laughs> okay, so now go ahead, read read the poem. Okay, so this is December 17th, 2013. It's your birthday, and I hope all is well. Thank God you're 21, because now you can yell. I just want to take a minute and wish you the best while I wave at cars. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, you can't laugh. Okay, Sorry. <laughs> While I wave at cars in my valet vest. But enough about me, today is about you. How about a cup of coffee for us too? It sounds like a crazy idea, but crazy is fun. Especially when you drink coffee and stuff. I couldn't come up with a rhyme for that one. (laughs) But last Wednesday, you said, you have to be nice to me on my birthday. In my heart, I said that I can do. So please have a wondrous birthday from me to you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you turn a no into a yes. Wait, actually, it took a little bit more than that, too. Oh. This is where me and Alexis I, don't agree with how events happen. Correct. So I'm going to tell this because this is the right way. All right. So um, for all the all the guys out there who have sent a text message to a girl that they like and they, they want to, you know, get to know better, waiting for a text message back is like an eternity. It, it's almost like waiting, you know. 
for doctor results on a scan. Correct. On an important scan. Yeah. Or like a test that, that you really need to know the results of because it's going to de- determine what Whether you're going to you graduate. Do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, it's a big deal. So I sent out this poem. She did respond. Okay. Uh, but it was right before Christmas break because her birthday's in December. So um, I decided I thought it would be nice to give her space because, again, she's coming to Miami to go to school. So she doesn't have family here. She's here by herself. Let's give her space to go back home, spend time with her family, her friends, and give give her that. So I didn't expect, I really honestly didn't expect anything. Um, <laughs> she's itching to say something, but fine, go ahead. Say what, the say what, space what? that he gave me was everything but texting me. He liked every tweet, every <laughs> picture I posted, <laughs> commented on everything, did everything but text me. I didn't me want me. her to forget who I was. Okay, and hey, it obviously I'm still worked. alive. I'm still alive. I exist. Here's a Twitter notification. Here's an Instagram notification. I've been thinking about you. <laughs> Ooh, nah, nah, nah. Shoot, I think I think back in back in Facebook days we had a little poke war going on. Yes, you remember remember when you could poke people on Facebook? A poke war. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that was an archaic form of flirting. Yeah, archaic, like way back when fire was invented. <laughs> so, um, uh, <laughs> to continue, I think I sent a new or you sent a New Year's. Oh yes, you said Merry Christmas, and I said. Yeah. You too. Yeah, not even like Merry Christmas to you too. No, very short and simple. This <laughs> you was too. still. And then he said, "Happy New Year's," and I said, "You too." You too. She almost she she. Oh, so this holiday season for you, your heart's gotta be fluttering. Yes. Like, does she no, like me? Does she worst. not like me? Can I go worst. on a date with her? Is she gonna be my wife? <laughs> Forget. Is she gonna be my wife? Is she gonna be available? <laughs> at all because like I'm trying with everything I'm an awkward guy okay I've, I've never been good at talking to girls ever I was never good at it I was never a player I was always I wasn't with the geeks but I wasn't with the cool kids either I had a very small group of friends in high school same thing at church small group of friends I didn't know how to talk to girls at all so <laughs> here comes this really beautiful girl who's tall and is and I like her and I'm trying my best to respect her boundaries and let her spend time with her family. But also, like, girl, I'm trying to eat ice cream. Where you at? Okay, so Blair, go ahead and explain, explain a little bit about what I'm talking about. Okay, so when I read that poem, I had to read it three times to figure out whose number this was. It wasn't until he said the valet vest that I realized, okay, it's Alexis. But then I also overread the part where he asked me out to coffee. I just thought it was a sweet, happy birthday Yeah, like message. part of the poem. That makes right. sense. So I went home for three weeks for Christmas break. The week that I... Uh, sorry. Okay, so hap- so New Year's Eve, he texted me, and I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. So I said, you too. <laughs> and- Denied instantly. <laughs> <laughs> because again, I, even though he was reaching out to me, I was like, his parents must not know what he's doing. He, he they, they have no idea he's texting this non-grown-up, grew-up-in-church person. because I was a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't until a couple of days after New Year's, I was still back home. And I was texting one friend. I also didn't tell anybody anything that was going on. I didn't even tell my best friend that I actually had a crush on him this whole year but forced myself not to. Didn't tell anybody. It wasn't until a couple of days after that January, or that New Year's, 
that I reached out to her and I was like, this is what's going on. And she was like, do you really think, or she, or she said, you know, Alexis, right? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, you know, his family. I'm like, yes. She goes, do you really think that Alexis is the type of man who would talk to a girl, pursue a girl without his parents knowing and their blessing and mm-hmm. encouragement to do so? And I was like, you're so right. He's not a bad boy. (laughs) (laughs) So I texted him and I was like, and it was a random day in January and I was still home and I just started up a conversation and that's how we officially started communicating like every other day until I got back. But he at that point still didn't realize that I was giving in to it, to talking to him because I also was sick. For three weeks when I got back. Yeah. So back to the waiting 400 years. Okay. So I I really felt like I gave this everything I could. Everything I knew how. I gave it all. And it was just thrown away. And I was I was worried that like this, this was my shot. There was no other person that's going to be just like her. That's it. It's over for me. <laughs> And then I finally get a text message and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I've been sick for the past three weeks. And I'm like, oh my God, explanations. Like it's like, I hope she's not lying to me. I don't think she would, but you know what? Whatever. I'm just going to roll with it. Oh, I'm so sorry that you're sick and whatever. So we ended up not getting ice cream. No. We got, we, he changed the date to, this was when I realized that in his poem, he had oh, asked yeah, me yeah. on a date because he goes, Hey, instead of coffee, do you want to do ice cream? I'm like, when did he ask did me he out ask to coffee? Yeah. <laughs> so I felt even worse because it's now been six weeks since my birthday. Yes. Since the poem. <laughs> since the poem since and asking poem. you specifically right. on a date, six and weeks then, have passed. Oh, let's change it. Let's go to ice cream. Right. And but, then on yeah. top of that, I, I was really busy with school and with volleyball and we finally ended up going on an ice cream date, and it was so exciting. <laughs> Your brothers joined us for the oh, second half of our right. first date. Oh, that's always fun. That's right. <laughs> so after ice cream, we went to dinner with his brothers, and that was that was pretty cute. Well, thank you for sharing your story of your first date and some of the courting process of how you guys got together. What I wanted to ask, I want to ask a couple follow-up questions. One, I just want to comment like, wow, what a story to people. I mean, it's just, you love to see it. I'm a big rom-com fan. <laughs> so when you guys are talking and you're saying, you know, he sent me a poem on my birthday and I didn't even realize he asked me out and we finally get to go out. It's and it's all the right ice boxes. cream, not yeah. coffee, and a car broke down and the brothers are involved and there's family where you don't even know if you're going to wow. be accepted. It's a, it's a whole movie. You, you know, right, when you paint it like that, it's like so exciting and fun. Yeah, you should tell our story. <laughs> we, need, we, need a, we need a screenwriter. We need a screenwriter. <laughs> tell this love story but i love i love love stories and some people do fall in love in their early 20s and it's great now one of the things is figuring out how do i know that i'm in love you know i'm 20 20 or 19 or 21 or 22 how the heck do i know that i love this person enough to be with them forever and of course like i said rom-com fan (laughs) there's some times where in rom-coms they depict it out to be where it was the first moment we held hands and the sparks flew in my eyes and there was a ring around her of like light (laughs) light beams and god himself came down and said this This is the one. one. You've chosen wisely. And as we've (laughs) talked personally, you do not feel like that is reality at all. And there really 
is not an aha moment. So Lex, you really wanted to talk about that, about there not being an aha moment. So talk about that, but also talk about instead of an aha moment, what was it for you that as you developed this dating relationship, turned it into an engagement and marriage, what was it for you? If not an aha moment, what was it that drove the relationship? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it definitely was not an aha moment for me at all. It wasn't. Um, uh, when I saw her the first time I ever saw her, I knew it was different. Um, but I didn't know, how, I don't even know to this day how to explain what different even means. Um, it, it could have been that she was tall and I've never really met a tall girl like that. Or it, it, maybe it was the way she smiled. I have no idea to this day. I, I really don't think that there is, or at least in my case, there was not a case, uh, uh, an instance of, yeah, for sure this is the girl that I'm going to marry and start a, start a family with and start a, build a life with. I think that came... I want to say like two years into the relationship. So we dated for four years total. Great four years. Almost almost without a hitch. Of course, every couple bickers. And there's there's little, little moments where you're mad at each other and whatever. But overall, it was a great four years of dating. Getting to know her and who she was and where she came from, her roots and her family, all that. Uh, but about two years in, that's actually when another good friend of mine got married. He was actually on this uh, podcast, Connor. Nice. He he popped the question to his significant other, and I was like, I really had to think about what I was doing. Uh, because in rom-coms, they're together, they're together, and then bang, they get married. It all happens within two hours, because <laughs> a, whole, a whole film is that long. But it's not, it's not, it's never like that. But there's a lot of things that happen in the background. Connor got engaged and, and I really thought about, okay, what am I doing? What, what was the original reason that I wanted to date her? And I really had to explore that. And, and of course it was marriage, but what does that really mean? Because again, two years into the relationship, I'm what, 20, I think 21 now, or sorry, 20. Yeah. 20, 21, around there. I I'm not good at math. But I'm 21 years old. I'm starting my 20s. I'm still living with my parents. I, I've never really had experience living alone. Um, I, I didn't finish going to college, so I don't have a lot of educational experience. I went straight into the workforce, so I got a lot of real work experience, but a lot of it is low-level stuff. Uh, valet, office jobs, really low-level entry stuff. So there's not really a lot that I had to offer. Uh, so I, I really thought about it. And, and at that time, I was working at GameStop. I was working there for a little over a year. Uh, and that's when I decided I got I to gotta really get serious. If I don't want to lose her because someone else who appears more successful further ahead in life, not by age, but experience, they could... Maybe not take her away from me, but make her wish that, wow, maybe I didn't make the right choice. And so a lot of those thoughts started to creep into my head. And, and that's that was my quote unquote aha hmm. moment. Like I, I really had to tighten up. I couldn't work at GameStop on a part time salary making eight fifty an hour. Uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't sustain that. Yeah. And, so. and you knew you liked her and you wanted to be with her. And you realized, okay, I'm in my early 20s. Like, doing what you were doing was fine for yeah. anyone who's in their early 20s. Of course. But for someone who wants to get married to this woman, 
you're like, okay, I need to now take this next step in yeah. my life if I want to take the next step with her. Mm-hmm. So that's beautiful that in that moment in your 20s, you know, you were doing things that every person in their young 20s is doing. Is doing. You were not ahead or behind. You yeah. were exactly I'm where, exactly where everyone in their early 20s is. Yeah. But you decided, okay, you know what? Who cares about my age? Who cares about the fun I could be having this side or the other? This is what I want. I want to be married to Blair. Yeah. And if I want to be married to Blair, I have to change, not change myself, but All I have right. to tighten up, like you said. That was a good expression. Mm-hmm. And get serious about certain things if that's my goal in mind. And so that's great because some people have that goal in mind and they're not willing to tighten up. Right. <laughs> so you, you were. And that changed who you were. Oh, not yeah. in a bad way, in no. the best way. In a very, in a very good way. Uh, that change is literally why I get to live in a house that I own. And I get to share it not only with my beautiful wife, but with a 10-month-old baby boy. Had I not made that decision, I have no idea where I would be. Um, and, and I know that's the other thing we wanted to talk about, uh, and, and I won't, I won't talk about it too much. I want, I want Blair to talk about it a little bit. The whole idea of finding out who, who I am and now who am I in this relationship? And then going further into that now, who am I in this marriage for me? Uh, because of my faith, I'm, I'm very, very strong, uh, believer in, in, in what I believe. I, I wanted to do things a certain way. Uh, and so f- that for me was not having premarital sex. And so that was the biggest staple in our relationship. And, and we, we were able to do it. Uh, and, and it really made our marriage that much better. Part of, part of finding who I was in a relationship was finding out who I was in my faith. Figuring that out not only helped me, or how I believe, to be a, a good man, but also a good husband and then now a good father this is a great topic because this podcast is all about being in your 20s and the truth is being in your 20s is all about figuring out who you are what you believe what you like what you don't like who you like who you don't like (laughs) (laughs) and in that people have their own journeys right and so you have spent your whole 20s in this relationship with Alexis. Mm-hmm. So you are having to balance figuring out who is Blair Fuentes. <laughs> that is your maiden name, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been Gomez for so long, I, I forgot. <laughs> who is Blair Fuentes? Then who is Blair Fuentes in a relationship with Alexis Gomez? Yeah. Right. To who is Blair Gomez as a wife to now, who is Blair Gomez as a mother? Yeah. So you've had four big identity questions for you <laughs> yeah. in the last several years. Who is Blair? Who is Blair dating? Who is Blair in a marriage? And who is Blair as a mother? You've handled it wonderfully. So can you talk a little bit about that process and discovering who is Blair in those different situations? Right. Well, so like I said earlier, when I was 20, I was a sophomore in college and I was still deciding on if Miami was where I wanted to live or if I was going to go back to New Jersey, New Jersey, which probably would never happen. (laughs) (laughs) But the other option that I had in my back, in the back of my mind was going back to Texas. Um, So when I met Alexis and then when we first started talking and dating, I was still kind of on the fence. I, I had been living on my own since I was 18 in college and so I was in that oh this is the 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 decade where you 
experiment in in the sense of where you want to live, what job you want to do. I was hoping that my first job after college was going to be my career, but I had no real pressure on that. I always heard people had multiple jobs after college and didn't really find what they wanted until, or didn't find their career until their 30s. I wasn't necessarily figuring it out in my 20s. When we were dating, it was a real struggle for Alexis and I in the beginning only because of how I grew up and how he grew up. I was already living on my own. I was 21 years old and I felt like I was an adult and could make decisions on my own. So when we decided to be in this relationship, I wasn't just having, I couldn't just use my own standards. I had to use his standards too, Mm. which his standards were much, much higher than what mine were at the time. We had to do a little bit of blending and there were many fights that we had because I couldn't grasp around some of the boundaries that we had set for ourselves because, and it's not that I didn't think they were right. It was just, I'm 21, I live alone or I'm 22, I live alone. I'm 23, I live alone. Like I just couldn't grasp Mm. the tight boundaries. So dating was, was very hard because I had to blend our standards. And then... Blair Gomez, it it was, I mean, we did premarital class and we were always told that marriage is a choice every day. We choose to wake up and love one another. So, and also just a side note, I am not offended that he didn't have an aha moment or that he didn't fall (laughs) in love with me at first sight. I am not. And and I hope women out there don't think that that's going to happen because that's movies. That's not real life. And although he might have been attracted to me day one and I was attracted to him day one, it wasn't love at first sight. We made those choices. We made decisions to love one another Mm -hmm. and to fall in love and to be a family. So I'm not offended by that, and no woman should be offended by that. <laughs> that should that shouldn't be the expectation, right? It's almost like an exception to yeah. to the rule, to the constant, right? And then, quick little side comment: Thank you, Connor, for proposing to your wife, <laughs> because Alexis proposed to me two months later. <laughs> so get around other couples who are getting married, and maybe yeah. you'll get married. Yeah. Which that's that's great advice, and I'm sure that warrants an episode of. Of it in it of itself. It's true. Um, um, well, go ahead. Continue. But yeah, so back to that. And and so when we were married, we had to make, again, multiple decisions on where we wanted to live, how we wanted to live. And then prior to being parents, we needed to make decisions as a married couple, yeah. how we wanted to parent. Are we going to spank? Are we going to let our kid do whatever they want? Are we going to be helicopter parents? Are we going to let yeah. our in-laws are we gonna let our mothers and the grandparents are we gonna let them do whatever they want we had to make all of those decisions prior to being parents so we did a lot of that when we were first married Mm -hmm. um and now that we are parents i will say we kind of bicker a little bit more (laughs) (laughs) but it's because and it's not because we don't love each other and it's not because we fell out of love it's we're bickering because we both want the same goal but we have different ideas of how to get that goal Mm -hmm. so finding ourselves as mom and dad it, it's probably the mo- the the hardest season we've been in Definitely. and i'm 28 years old so we've been in this relationship for eight years i'm saying this a lot because we were dating for four years and that was difficult prior to getting married and i'm we've only been parents for 10 months and that has been the hardest season mm-hmm. of our entire relationship and most people aren't parents until their 30s or even later in life. It's um, it's exciting to be one of the fewer couples that have started a family first, 
but it's also really nerve wracking. And Mm. you kind of get a sense of, are we missing out on something? Because a lot of our friends are either still single or they are not parents yet. And they're doing amazing things. I mean, they're going on amazing vacations or they're going out a lot more because, and now our son goes to bed at 7 p.m. So we are (laughs) home by 7 p.m. every night. So there's a lot of that too, where we struggle with the 20s are supposed to be the fun decade. And we missed out on that. Or I missed my (laughs) dating life because I Mm. dated one guy in my 20s. You know, like there's a lot of that. Now I... 100% 100% do not regret my eight years. Thank God. <laughs> but I can understand those people who feel like the 20s, yes, it's that. It's the decade where I'm going to find the one and we're going to get married. And But then at the same time, people in their 20s are like, this is the 20s where I'm supposed to have fun and I'm supposed to be adventurous and find my career and, or, or find where I want to live. And so sometimes I feel like I'm missing mm. out. Or I like I sometimes it's hard for me to feel like are people jealous of my life because I feel like sometimes I'm jealous of theirs. Yeah. So there's a lot and and people can't always be like, oh I want their life I want their life. You can't live like that. You have yeah. to love the life that you're living and know that you're gonna find your end goals mm-hmm. in your own timing. Yeah. But your twenties is whatever you make it. It's either going to be the fun times where you're single the whole decade and you're loving life and you're going on all these crazy adventures and meeting a lot of new people and talking to a lot of people because dating sometimes can get skewed into being a bad thing, but dating's not a bad thing. At all. It's really not. Like people in their 20s, oh, I've dated five guys. In 10 years, five guys, that's not that bad. Like it's not necessarily a bad thing to date around because you're meeting people. Uh, And I I think it's because... Over the last, I want to say the last decade, the word date has turned into this negative connotation and not without reason. So the word I like to use is court. Um, Until we bring the real definition of dating back, dating is getting to know someone. Dating isn't sleeping around with everyone you meet. That's not dating. Don't don't do that. (laughs) Or expecting marriage from every single person that you meet. Exactly. Get to know someone. And actually to that point, when Alexis first reached out to me, I didn't think, oh my gosh, he wants to marry me. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, we're going to date. I'm going to break his heart and he's going to hate me. I'm going to have to leave Miami, never come back. Prepare for the worst. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Doomsday prepper over here. <laughs> but I do know a lot of people who think the next person I meet, yeah. that's the one. And they've already made that decision before meeting that person. And it, yeah. it causes a lot of stress and pressure but really it you're meeting someone to become friends with them yeah if you decide to do that and there's a couple things here i really want to hit on the first is what we most recently said which was it doesn't have to be as serious it doesn't have to be as bad and you got to take the pressure off a little bit Mm -hmm. and so if you're here and you're 28 and you're listening to this or 29 take the pressure off a little bit i know you might be a little later in life or even if you're younger in life it's okay to get to know someone and not put so much expectation on it. Oh, yeah. Whether that's the expectation of the aha moment or the expectation of I have to marry this person. Yeah. Take the pressure off a little bit. So that I wanted to really emphasize that point. Right. The other point I wanted to emphasize is your honesty in figuring out who you were in relation to Alexis, in relation to raising your child. Mm-hmm. And even... In your looking at other people's lives and saying, oh, am I missing out? 
everyone's thinking that about everyone else's <laughs> life. Right? Yeah. Right? People <laughs> are looking at your Instagram and being like, oh my goodness, what I would give to have someone who yeah, loves yeah. me and have a beautiful baby. And you're looking at people's lives and saying, oh man, am I, am I missing out? I want to go that to you're, Disney. Yeah, not that you're staying there too long or dry, <laughs> but right, right. everyone is having those conversations right. and you made such a beautiful point about how the 20s are what you make of it. Oh yeah. And it's true. It really is what you make of it. And for some people, being in a marriage at 20 works for them. Yeah. And it's great for them. And they have a kid at 22. And you guys were a little older than that. But it, it happens. And right. it's great. Right. And for other people, they don't get married till they're 29 and have kids until their 30s. And that's okay, too. And that's okay, too. Everyone right. has their own journey to becoming an adult. And everyone's going to... What I should say is that if you have the perspective and the mindset of I'm going to make the most yeah. out of what's in front of me and not plan everything out so intentionally or, or on the flip side, not just be tossed and turned by the wind right, right. <laughs> so just easily, <laughs> but I'm going to make the most out of what's in front of me, whether that's a relationship, a marriage, going to Disney, having fun adventures. <laughs> it's funny that my last episode was about making memories in your 20s. And this next episode is about a couple who's been dating all of their 20s and now as a kid. It's great. I love I love the contrast. It really encompasses your 20s. Yeah. It really does. But it is. It's what you make of it. It's your perspective on it. And so you guys have done it differently than some and similar than some. But you guys are happy. You're making it work. You found contentment in it. And you've really found yourselves and you've grown into the people you are because of the relationship. Yeah. Some people grow into the people they are because of their career, because of their travels, yeah. because of their friend group. Mm -hmm. And for you guys, your anchor in your 20s, besides faith and you know values and things like that, right, right. but your anchor has been each other. Mm -hmm. And defining your 20s by your relationship, it's awesome. Yeah. And you have a home, like we said at the beginning. We're sitting in your home. Yeah. Your child is sleeping upstairs. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. And I think that's a perfect place to close. So thank you for being on the 20s podcast. I enjoyed this conversation. We had some stories about a relationship. We had some honesty. We had some back and forth. It was great. Is there anything you want to add before we kind of sign off? Uh, no. Thank you for having us. Of course. Um, it, it was a lot of fun. We definitely got to relive some of the some of the awesome times that we had dating and, and uh, starting our marriage and a lot of that. So that was that was a lot of fun. And I'm very glad we were able to share it with, with not only you, Michael, but everyone who's going to be listening. Whoever's listening to this, um, they shared it with you. Yeah. Hit me up on, on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no, no we're kidding. just kidding. Don't hit me up. I go to sleep at 8 p.m. because no, I'm kidding. Also, I don't go to sleep no. at 8 p.m. But in all serious, it was all seriousness. It was great being on here. Thank you for having Good. us. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Well, that's all. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Twenties Podcast. If you liked what you heard in this episode or any other episode you have listened to, I'm gonna go ahead and ask that you like, subscribe, and review. In fact, if you liked a certain episode so much, why don't you share it on social media and tell others about the 20s podcast. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at the20s underscore podcast. That's the20s underscore podcast, or rather the 20s underscore podcast. 
podcast. Thank you again for listening, and I hope that you continue to tune in to the 20s podcast.